0: So tonight I'd like to um, <coughs> talk about uh, practice again, maybe a little bit from a different angle, uh, just a different way to contribute to um, the, the reflection we have of what is this practice or how is it um, is it done, and uh, <coughs> so this this. Uh, this way that I understand uh, practice now is that, um, a sense I have is that we're we're creating the really uh, we're working at creating really good inner conditions uh, for meeting life. And And so there's ways that the mind will create trouble for itself, inner conflict, and conflict, uh, outer conflict also. Some states of mind, some quality of mind will be really good at removing wisdom. Any wisdom, like things that we know so well, you know, some... Can you recognize this? Some states of mind that we have, some qualities of mind that are there, will make us forget things that we know so well, it's not going to work well, you know. But uh, in great anger or hatred, I'll say things. Somehow, I know really well that saying these kinds of things are not helpful. But some states of mind—that's their function, and their their function is to remove wisdom, withdraw wisdom. Even like things that we know so well, remove remove values, things that I really value in my life. Let's say I really value respect. And s- with some states of mind, it's just not accessible anymore. Respect is out the window. I don't remember that I have that as a value. Can you recognize this? If not in yourself, in others. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
0: some states of mind are really good at uh, creating confusion, at... Uh, um, destroying confidence. Uh, All the beautiful uh, qualities of mind can be reduced by some kind of visiting forces in the mind. So in the practice, we learn to clarify this and learn to abandon these states or help them, you know, accompany them to the exit, you know. So without uh, being fooled by them and being enamored with them, fascinated with them and swallowed or entranced by them, yeah. So that's a lot of what we do here. It's like, oh, we try to wake up in the middle of these states so we can see, oh, this is going to create damage for myself and maybe eventually outside also. And so uh, there's a list of them. You could, easy list would be like the five hindrances, you know. Strong desire to get something, like I'm blinded. I really think that my happiness only depends on this, you know, and I'm ready to lie, to push, to get this thing, you know. I forget that I actually care about people, I care about truth, I care about uh, honesty, you know. So strong uh, greed, uh, hatred, uh, uh, you know, despair, lack of interest for what's happening, indifference. They will all create uh, havoc inside of me and outside of me. Yeah. There's other qualities, and they're numerous in the Buddhist psychology, qualities that are really helpful with these qualities, and when they start to add up or build together, kind of a wholesome spiral, you could say, you know? Or if you think of a rope, the different string that make a rope, you know, the little treads, like how when several of these qualities are together, suddenly the mind is actually strong, you know? And it can actually pull back the values, bring that, them in the foreground, you know, or lift them up so that I can,
1: wow, really
0: live with my values, helped by these qualities. And uh, not only my values, but my wisdom can be really accessible with these qualities. Even the wisdom that is a little shaky, I just heard about it, I just read a quote on Facebook. <laughs> no, it's not integrated yet. <laughs> But when these qualities are present, I might actually have access to that wisdom <laughs> because the mind is like the best mind, or heart, uh, for uh, removing trouble and creating healing and uh, understanding and clarity. And, you know, and it can, uh, these qualities can bring confidence in me so that I can actually speak up or can help me not speak if it's not the right time, to see, oh, not the right time, you know, Pascal? You know? And so, uh, so these qualities is uh, the qualities that we're actually developing here. There's several of them. You know, uh, the list is infinite. So the way I think about it sometimes is like with the mindfulness, just by bringing attention, careful attention, starting over again, again, first that very wholesome quality is uh, built. It's never unwholesome to be attentive to what's happening. It's never going to be hurtful. It's never gonna mess things up to actually be there while something is happening. is always welcome, you know. And so in the wake of mindfulness, there's a, several qualities that naturally can arise. It's actually good to know about them. It's good to recognize them when they're there. It's good to celebrate them. It's good to invite them. It's not just a will, you know, I could not say like, okay, I'll be equanimous now, you know. Yeah. It doesn't work like this, but knowing that that quality exists, that i felt it before, that it's accessible in that mind stream or in that psyche, I can say like, Hey, love, would it be possible to invite a little calm in the middle of this? And sometimes the mind being pliable, flexible, it actually can come in. How's the mind right now? Is this mind friendly? Whoops, suddenly, oh, it just got a little friendlier. Because it's the mind is sometimes suggestible, yeah? It's pliable. This is what we're working at. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a rigid old mind, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, is there friend? No, there's no friendliness. <laughs> Could it be good to invite a No, we don't do friendliness here. <laughs> you know? Okay, okay, that's how it is right now, yeah. But sometimes the mind is fluid, and you can say, oh, a little friendly, and then whoops, you feel something relaxes in the mind. It reckon- it knows that it's going to be helpful in this situation, and it whoops, it creates a little space for it. Yeah, what we're doing here, in a way, is uh, making our mind flexible in this way. We're learning to flex, make the mind pliable, so that when there's like
1: boop, boop, boop,
0: we're like, oh, I can actually maybe be with this, meet this, instead of having an opinion about it. You know, maybe I could actually. Make a little space for it, you know, so it comes in, you know, and it doesn't break everything, you know. It can be included, you know, or the ache in the heart maybe can be included. Oh, oh, yeah, this this little sorrow there, this big sorrow, we can make space for it. We're pliable, we're f- flexible, you know. So this is. Do you recognize that we're doing this here? And it's it's not easy, but this is the where we're tending. This is uh, what uh, what we're. Uh, facilitating here it's good to know this Uh, one of the teachers I uh, have the chance to uh, teach with sometimes Catherine McGee puts it in such a beautiful way when she says something like for transformation does not happen in a rigid mind I always do this I have to stop doing this now I'm never going to do this again it's finished, I'm not going to do this Uh, it's bad, bad for me, bad for everybody (laughs) I'm not doing this anymore do you think that's possible? Mm-hmm. You know that something's going to happen in the mind like this. No. She, uh, Catherine says differently than I express it. Of course, <laughs> it's like my own way of expressing things. She <laughs> says, she says, for transformation to happen, it needs a, f- a pliable mind. You know, it's in a flexible mind that change will happen, transformation will happen. That's why here we bring all the tools that makes a mind pliable. We bring the kindness, the compassion, the honesty, the showing up again, the acceptance. There's so many of these qualities that make a mind become pliable. In this mind, suddenly forgiveness can happen. Acceptance of something that's uncontrollable can happen, you know. The mind can open when it was a little closed and protected, you know. Uh, things can be released, Can c- things can come in, you know. Do you recognize this? this r- so if you do, it's good to celebrate this, to say like, wow, this is what we're spending the week doing here. This is no small uh, uh, in- insignificant thing that we're doing here. This It's actually called noble work by the wisest of the wise, you know. This, this is noble work. There's nothing that... Uh, more valuable that a human could be doing with their heart and mind than doing what we're doing. Some people actually, that are very revered, think this. They think that it's a very noble thing to do, just in case you were thinking you're losing your time here. (laughs)
1: Mm.
0: And, uh, um, yeah, and uh, a few days ago I was uh, talking with... um, we are having a conversation with uh, anushka and i asked if I, I could share this and she 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 was not too sure so we're checking out <laughs> if we could share it
1: <laughs>
0: so she said something very beautiful that stayed with me and it uh, it really uh, it came in back in my mind many times a day since she said it she she was telling me that she had the chance to go visit some friends that she hadn't seen in some time and that um, these friends have actually done really well in life and uh, she went to visit uh, their, their place and uh, they have a, like a, a kind of a big house, with, the way I understood it anyways, like it's a big one room but like with a really high ceiling and it's a large room, like like large, you know, <laughs> <laughs> very big room, right? Yeah, (laughs) and she said she was thinking. She was thinking with all the studies I've done and things I've done, I could have made for myself like a, a good mundane life, you know. But the dharma came in <laughs> <laughs> and m- messed around with my uh, mundane life, you know, so now I, l- I live in this little apartment in San Francisco. But she said, that I was visiting the house, I was there, and then I had this thought: like, oh, but I built this inside of me. I did, I have this big uh, space inside of me. And I thought it was such a beautiful expression of practice. And so, and also it was an expression of what has value, you know, it's like, wow, I built this inner castle, if I'm thinking of the St. Therese, uh, who talked in this way, you know, the inner castle. And uh, so tonight I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the, there's a particular list, uh, Buddhist list (laughs) of qualities that for me is very, um, is very, it's it's one of my main references i use it all the time in practice that's that's how i use i that's how i check my own practice that's how i um, work with my own heart and this is also how i meet students as a teacher so i'm going to give you a little uh, way in here like when i meet students this is what i'm checking out sometimes you know that's how i'm saying oh what they're saying here this is how i i can assess what's happening so uh, this to me this uh, these qualities are very very useful it uh, to me it expresses really well what we 're doing as we 're sitting and walking here and living our daily life, possibly also it 's the list of the seven factors of awakening or seven factors of uh, uh, yeah liberation and so uh, basically, the way I understand what we 're doing is that we're um, we 're um, Developing sensitivity here, or do you agree with this that we're, you know, we've been talking a lot about opening the senses, sensing, sensing what's happening, you know, uh, uh, sensory awareness, you know, feeling the breath, hearing the sounds, feeling the stepping, you know, uh, feeling the handles of the door, the fork that, that is held or the arm moving, you know being really there, feeling the temperature, being touched by the light, you know? So these, the senses, and knowing what's happening in the mind, g- becoming sensitive to the impressions in the mind, awake to them, how the mind behaves, the emotions that touches it, you know? The calm, the, the agitation, all this. So bec- we're becoming more and more sensitive. If we were becoming just becoming more and more sensitive it could be kind of dangerous because we would be like kind of exposed like the skin removed and like, <laughs> touched by everything M- my understanding is that at the same time as we're developing sensitivity we're also developing stability of mind balance of mind cuz if you have one without the other it's going to be ugly mm-hmm. you know so as we're getting more sensitive we're also Stabilizing the mind so that the mind can meet the memories, can meet the the unpleasant sounds, can meet impatience, you know, without uh, losing ground. You see what I mean? It's like, oh, this mind is really reactive right now, but there is balance in this. Whoa, look at this strong opinion. I wouldn't do this like this. They have to fix this, you know? And instead, like, uh, going, writing a note, fixing things, you know, I can be there, and it's like, wow, strong opinion, amazing. Like, I'm full of opinion right now. Like, I'm mm-hmm. so right, and they're so wrong, you know?
1: <laughs> Whatever
0: it is, you know? Just not noticing this and s- keeping the, the mind really stable so that I'm not carried away by the sense impressions, Yeah. So this stability of mind this balance for me is expressed by these seven qualities of mind yeah so the first quality so different ways to think about this so in terms of balance it's uh, the image that is really good is the image of a seesaw you know when the kids play on this thing like this <laughs> So you have uh, three qualities on one side and three qualities on the other side, and you want to balance these qualities for practice to go, to unfold well. And so, and in the middle, there's mindfulness. That's the kind of, like, it all h- hinge on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, oh, beautiful, Pascal. <laughs> it was perfect. The H was at the right place. <laughs> you Quebecers. <laughs>
1: So <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>
0: so the mindfulness is in the middle, and there's three qualities on one side and three on the other. I'm not naming them well right now, just to create some suspense.
1: <laughs>
0: and so, um, so you can see the seven factors in this way when you think of them. And, uh, again, there's the idea of a spiral because they build on each other. They, they're, they're, like, vortex-like, you know? That's the beauty of them is they, they build on each other. One way that I like to think about it also is that, like, we're... Um, like, we're... L- sometimes I think we're a little, um, like, hands. You know, we come, we sit. for <laughs> n- We're not too sure why we're sitting, but we're
1: kind of...
0: We sit, you know, and we're like... And at some point we just go get a little food and we come and sit again.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so we go walk a little bit and then we come and sit again, you know, and the egg of awakening, you know.
1: <laughs> and at some
0: point it's going to crack open, the heart will crack open, you know. Life will be revealed, you know. So, And so... Uh, I'm remembering a quote from Joseph, uh, one of our teachers. Some of you have uh, sat with him also, maybe or heard his talk and uh, read his book and stuff. Sometimes he says, you know, like as we sit here day in and day out, it's not clear, you know. We might register more like the struggles and stuff, but surely we are developing these limbs of awakening, you know. These are the qualities that we're slowly uh, strengthening, you know, and uh, they're becoming... uh, little shy and shaky, and they grow and they become more stable and have more duration and depth, and eventually they become, they become powerful. You know? And when these qualities are balanced and well-developed, it says this is how uh, insight arises. It doesn't arise in a vacuum, it doesn't arise out of will. It arises when these qualities are at play in the mind, and they create the ground for opening, for seeing clearly. So it's good to know them. So, uh, um, yeah. And uh, w- what I want to say also about these qualities, suspense is high.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what I
0: want to say about these qualities is that uh, they're not just good on a spiritual path, you know, for awakening, for insight, for, mm. li- for to liber- liberate the heart from the misunderstandings in there, you know. Liberating it from the shackles, if that's the right word. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's also good to learn anything, to deal with any situation. In inside one psyche, if these are there, it's going to go a little better in this psyche. You know, in this psychology, in the relational field, if these qualities are are there, in the work environment or in the um, family uh, situation or with the partner in the intimate uh, situation, to learn a new task, to figure out a problem. In any circumstances these qualities are really welcome. And in the instructions that the Buddha gives, he says notice when they're there and notice when they're absent. Notice what makes (coughs) them arise and what makes them leave. Notice all this, be awake to them. So the other evening I was talking about putting on the lenses of the Four uh, Noble Truths, looking at experience in terms of, is there struggle? What is the cause of the struggle? Where am I, like, holding on? You know, is there absence of struggle? Ah, is there a way to the absence? Am I paying attention? Am I being compassionate to see the struggle release? You know, I can look at experience in this way. I can put down the Four Noble truths glasses and put on the seven-factor glasses and see, what is that present here is there mindfulness is there quality of presence is there an, you know a, uh, attention here to what's happening or not not in a judgmental way in a curious way in a, in a yeah just checking it out so this is the first quality i can also put them in the linear way because they tend to bring each other in a linear fashion yeah so mindfulness at the forefront which reminds me of the Buddha saying, you know, find a quiet spot, maybe under a tree or in a convent. Find a quiet spot, (laughs) sit there, and put mindfulness to the foreground. Like, make it as your highest value, not your planning (coughs) of next week. Sit in a quiet place and bring mindfulness to the foreground. Value it. Uh, Invite it. Experience it, cultivate it. Yeah. When this is done, what can uh, w- the following quality that is very important is I'll tell you the name in um, in Pali. It's Dhamma Vichaya. Dhamma Vichaya is translated by investigation of Dhamma. So it's a particular interest, but through a certain lens, through the lens of the Dharma. So, Dharma with a big H, or Dhamma in Pali, in Sanskrit, Dharma with the R, with a big D, means the laws of nature, or the teachings of the Buddha. With a small D, like in Dhamma-Vichaya, investigation of Dhamma with a small D, it means phenomena, it means the experience that is happening now, hearing, tasting, sensing, Uh, mind states yeah. so you're mindful but again not as a dancer who wants to put their feet exactly at the right place so the spot will shine on them and they'll be in time with the other not mindful in order to do the choreography well mindful in order to reveal the Dharma that you're studying do you see this? so you're not just mindful so you can get to the soup ladle first. You know, you're you're mindful because you want to uh, reveal the teaching that you're studying. You know, oh, this is uh, this is clinging. Do you see? This is Dhamma Vichaya. It's not just like, I'm suffering, I'm suffering. It's like, oh, this is clinging. I, I understand in the light of the teaching. Do you see this? So it's being mindful in a certain way to understand Mind states, for example. Oh, impatience. Oh yeah, impatience boils. Oh, impatience has a charge to it. I feel physical charge to impatience. So I'm investigating, I'm discovering the different phenomena of mind and body. I hope this is not too complex, the way I'm presenting this. So you're mindful, but in a way that is uh, in the frame of the teaching, you know. To uh, discover what is struggle, what is ease, what is entangling, what is liberating. Yeah. So you're being mindful, and you bring investigation. So you uh, kind of uh, whatever you know about the teaching, you discover. Oh, Pascal or Anushka, they said, you know, notice uh, the feet from within the feet. Am I? Is my? Am I from the coconut? Here, watching down, or am I in there? Oh, I am. This is where the... I'm not looking at the feet. You know, I'm feeling it. Oh, and I'm noticing it's actually tingling. It is alive. That's what they suggested, that the feet was not just an idea, but a living experience. I can see this now. The pressure on the feet, the coldness is alive. I can feel it's alive. So it's Dhamma-Vichaya. It's uh, investigating reality as it's happening. So you're mindful in a dharmic way, we could say, in your own way. You don't have to know the whole list, all the list, and everything. In your own way. In, you know already a lot, enough, you know. So knowing uh, in an investigating way. And so this brings energy. When the mind, and you might have experienced it on the cushion, you're like, you come to sit, sometimes you come, you don't want to come to sit, but sometimes you want, you're like... Well, no, somebody in the interview was saying to me, Oh, I think I can share this uh, always in an anonymous way, but somebody was like, This morning I got totally wrapped up about something happening, like at 6 o'clock in the morning, you know, I got totally wrapped up. And now I'm a little excited because it might happen again tomorrow. <laughs> I, and I could see, you know, the mind was like, I want to be mindful tomorrow, when, they, like I don't want to be. You know, entranced by the story, this is not what I want. I want to actually be awake. So I'm a little, there's energy, there's investigation. So as a teacher, I'm sitting there, like, that's a wholesome mind. It's not like, I hope it doesn't happen again because if it happens again, I want my money back. You know, and (laughs) they say, like, oh, I'm wondering if it's going to happen again. If it happens again, I really want to check my mind. I want to be there, awake to how the mind's going to behave with that. Do you see this? It's even about something unpleasant, but there's mindfulness. There's investigation, it's energizing. That's the, the energy is the third quality there. So in the Sisa, I'm on this side right now. So the mindfulness is here, and what I'm talking about here are energizing quality for the mind. And there's another set of uh, qualities that I'll talk. Three of them are calming. And so what we want in the mind is to have the mind that is engaged, curious, energized, and stable, calm. My mind right now is a little on the energized side. Can you notice this? <laughs> <laughs> so if you were my teacher, you would say, Oh Pascal, there might be it might be possible to invite a little calm. <laughs> 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 balanced thing, because that's the, probably the best way to teach something is to have a mind that is balanced, both energized and calm. Stable yeah. So it gets really exciting for me. It is to check the mind how it and not in a blameful way, just reality check. Oh, the mind doesn't have much energy. It doesn't want to. It doesn't want to. I don't know. Clean the room, you know. I have to clean the house or the apartment. I don't want to do it. I don't have energy for it. You know. It's like, oh, can we raise? Can we bring a little interest? I wonder if we could do this a little playful way, playfully this today, or could we do this in? 45 minutes, or, you know, something that will make the mind interested. Raise the energy, you know, inside the mind. So, the three qualities that are energizing is investigation. You could think about it in terms of curiosity. We've talked about this a bunch. That's certainly a, a word I use a lot. Be curious about what's happening. Want, want to know it as it's happening instead of rejecting it or, be curious about it. It's going to bring energy in the mind, and energy, and then the mind might get what uh, a word in Pali. The the word in Pali is piti, and the way I would like to translate it freely today is using the word enthusiasm. So there can be a certain kind of joy about practice. You can imagine how it can bring practice forward if there's a kind of joy about it. Yeah. Wow, let me see this, let me be there. I really want to see if I can actually be there as the feet touches the ground, in the grass or on the pavement. Can actually totally feel the stepping. What is stepping, you know? There's a mind can get uh, enthusiastic about the practice, and you can notice the presence of that and the absence of that. Yeah? It's like, there is no enthusiasm here about, <laughs> about practice. <laughs> This energy shows up in different forms, but it's something around joy. Sometimes it's translated as curious, ju- cu- uh, joyful curiosity. So sometimes it'll be just physical. You'll be sitting here. You might have experienced this because it builds over the days. You're sitting here. The bell rings, and you don't want to move right now. You know the, Maybe the factors are aligned, or some of them are present. Maybe there's a kind of a... You feel particularly light and centered you know, there's something, it's energized, it's there, it's sustained. You don't have to produce the attention, you know, it's there. And there's, it's, uh, there's a lightness to it. You might be in that field, you know. And so these are the energizing qualities there. Uh, so again, the cu- the curiosity, the investigation is one, energy is the other, and the other one is something around Joy, physical joy, lightness, mind joy, uh, enthusiasm, something in that field. And you'll have to recognize this for yourself when it's there. Yeah? Um, by the way, these are not just spiritual. You've never known them. You have them in your life when you do your favorite sport or activity. They might show up in, in uh, subtle ways or in big ways. Ajahn uh, Buddhadasa Bhikkhu. Um, really revered monk in the south of Thailand when he was talking to the farmers around the monastery he would say you know when you go plow the field you need these factors you need to have some interest for what you're doing some curiosity about it otherwise you wouldn't turn at the right place you know you you need some of these uh, these qualities you have to be mindful it's already there in your life it's not like it's something only of the spiritual domain you know You have these. You know when a surgeon says, oh, i love to do my surgery, and she says, because when I do it, like, my mind is really there, it's involved, I want to do it well, I'm attentive, I, you know, I mean, it's juicy for me to do that. The mind, these qualities are there. And probably some of the calming qualities also, which are calm or tranquility in and of itself, when the mind suddenly gets uh, maybe less discursive, you know, and suddenly whoops, there's a you can feel it. The mindfulness is there. The mind is there, and it's kind of quiet. At some point today, there's a dozen of us who stayed after the metta, and I was like, why are people staying? Probably because some of these qualities are here. There's some interest to you know. Why wouldn't one not stretch after sitting 45 minutes or so? You know? Why would one stay sitting? Because the mind is engaged in some way, and for some of us maybe it's because it's particularly quiet here. And suddenly the mind is not bothered so much by the sound. It's quiet in itself. It doesn't require quietness around. It is in a quiet space. And sometimes we get this for a few minutes or for a longer stretch there. We can notice this. This is beautiful qualities of mind. Another calming quality is uh, the mind that is gathered, so uh, collected mind. Sometimes we use the word concentration, which, for some of us, has a meaning of like plowing through something, you know, without considering anything else, you know. But collectedness is something else. It's, a, it's the opposite of scattered. The mind is gathered. It's uh, it's collected. It's staying. usually what you experience is that you don't have to produce the mindfulness, you know, the mind stays, it's engaged in a stable way with what's happening so it's several moments of presence stick together in the kind of it seems natural, and it's not like I have to be mindful, it's like oh it stays with the breath it stays with the walking it stays with the temperature of the air you know It stays with itself, with the calm itself. Something like this. Of course, I'm not going to name every experience. I'm just like leaving little impressions there. But the gathered mind is very calming. And the last quality, uh, in last of all, and last of the calming qualities, is equanimity. So that's the stability itself. The mind that doesn't fall into despair, reactivity, uh, is not you know, hyper-reactive, agitated, the mind that uh, uh, connects with what is there but doesn't react to it. So somebody today was telling me, oh, usually when there's the beep, beep, beep in meditation, I get really reactive. And today, there's the beep, 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 and the mind was just non-reactive about it. You know? It was equanimous, equal, e- equal, e- mm. And so these qualities, and be careful how you're listening to this talk. If you use this talk to put yourself down, this is not, uh, this is not <coughs> recommended, let's say. You're like, oh, I don't have any of these, you know, you do. You might not have the ability right now to recognize it because it's my language. It's my wording, and you have to discover it in your own experience. But it is there. Otherwise, you would not have made it here. It would not, you would not have made it this far. You would not have signed up for a retreat. You, know. you, you, you couldn't. You know. So these qualities uh, are there. And so you can forget about the seven. You can keep only three if you want. You know, Or even two. I never tried two, but I certainly tried three. And so for me, when I practice, what I check in myself often is like, oh, so you're sitting here, Pascal, how is the balance between energy and calm, you know? And then I can check this, and what will reveal it is mindfulness. That's why it's there, because it's what will give you the answer. It's by being attentive, you'll see like, oh. And so things you might notice is you're sitting and your mind is getting really, really quiet, and suddenly you fall into dreamland it's not like I'm tired, but like it's just I'm with the breath, just staying with the breath or with the silent, you know, relative silence. And then next thing, I'm talking to a duck, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> or something like some imagery
0: starts, you know, and you're like, why? I was I was kind of there. There was no, s- like I was not. Co- why? We call it sinking minds. The mind has a maybe some quietness to it. But it's not met by energy, so then we'll say, "Oh, bring curiosity to the mind. Give a task to the mind. Hey, honey, can you really check if you can be there for the beginning of the in breath?" And then the mind like,
1: "Yeah, I'll check."
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then you, ri- you raise the energy a little bit, so it goes from being like, "Whoops, going too much calm," and you uh, too much calm, and you raise the energy anyway work on my hand gesture here. but (laughs) You balance the mind, you know, and so you bring a little... And again, our minds sometimes are pliable. So just by saying, like, how's the mind here? Whoops. It gets balanced. Or you'll say, like, oh, it would be good to get energy going a little bit here. For me, it's always curiosity that is there. Uh, That is something i can invite what's actually happening what is known how is it known what's the relationship to it what is known what can be known here like i'm a little lost i've been stuck in my fantasies or planning oh plain sound sound disappearing i can engage the mind that's energizing engaging the mind with reality invite Mm. the mind to find something that it can know yeah So these qualities again, they're the qualities that will uh, bring back your values in the forefront, your wisdom in the forefront, that will help you learn something, complete a task that will help you be a- So you have a difficult uh, uh, conversation to have. Okay, what qualities could I invite before this conversation? Oh, maybe calm could be a good quality to have in mind as I'm going to be talking to this person, you know. I really want to value calm in this conversation. I want to value curiosity. What is it like for the other person to be in this conflict? You know? Imagine bringing this instead of bringing, I'm going to tell them, they're going to know, you know, and they're going to pay for what they did and all this. this you know, I could decide to bring these qualities to the meeting. I could also decide to bring different qualities. You know? I'm going to be very attentive here. I'm going to bring mindfulness here. So in bring these qualities with you. So when you see like, oh, I don't want to do this next task, you know, oh, could I actually find somewhere in there some, some energy, maybe? Is there another way to do this thing? Is there a way to do this thing that's going to be fulfilling in some ways or that's going to include me? Some, let me check if I can actually have this conversation without forgetting about me and just thinking about the other or the opposite, thinking about the other and not just about me, you know? Something that can engage the mind—is that of interest to you? Mm. That's—I th- think that's something good as we practice, not to evaluate in order to bring ourselves down, you know, but to—it's factual. It's like, oh, how is it here? Oh, there's the ab- Oh, look at that. There is the absence of calm. There's no calm here. Let me feel this. Let me be awake to the absence of... What is the inner field when there's no calm in there? Oh, this is how it feels like. Let me know this well. Know the presence, the absence. These are the instructions of the Buddha. The way I understand this practice, one way that I understand this practice is there's there's a kind of arc. Is that the right word or arch? Arc. There's an arc that we're following here. Is we start with being caught in our mind, ideas about things, how it could have been, how it should be, what I would like, what you know, the other me that could be, could have been. We're stuck. We're kind of living a lot in our ideas, and we're with the mindfulness and with the help of these other qualities, suddenly we get more specific, we enter reality as it is, and we can really feel the specificity of what is happening. Oh, this is hearing, this is hearing. Oh, it's pleasant hearing, it's unpleasant hearing. Oh, it's a vibration. Oh, the mind sees an image, it puts an image on top of the sound. Oh, so this is a mental image, you know. So I clarify a lot of, like, I get specific. Oh, it's expansion, contraction. Oh, the mind is bored right now. Oh, the mind is engaged, it's calm. All the things get specific, so much so that somebody will report, like, oh, I was eating just the rice today, and it was so tasteful. Yeah, because the specific taste of rice is outstanding. You're becoming sensitive, you know? So things are outstanding, one person on the retreat that was saying, like, in an interview, Wow, the room where I am in, I know it better than my own room that I've been living in for years. Like, I know all the details of the room because <laughs> I'm awake in the room. Like, I actually see the light changing in the room. I see what's on the wall, you know? I'm not even sure what's on my wall at home, you know? <laughs> because I was mindless. You know And now so things become outstanding. Do you have a little bit of this here and there? Suddenly it's like, wow, the weather is like this or the brightness or the luminosity or it's exactly like this right now. you know at this time of day. Oh, oh the body it's not just my body, my body in a general way and you know, I haven't checked in in 20 years you know? So it's like, oh this body's achy. Oh this body is very vertical right now. <laughs> Light or heavy or crooked, you know, or it feels like, it pulses like this. Oh, it's alive, you know. So, it, so we go from being in our ideas about the world to contacting the world and getting specific about things. And the movement after, when we continue this practice with the help of these qualities, is what we've been talking about, the universal characteristics because now we've really felt, we're really feeling specifically things. (laughs) (laughs) We're really there for them. They have contour, they're precise, they're outstanding. You know, they're felt, they're tasted, really. And so, and then what we start to see is that they actually are in flux. They're transient, they're ephemeral, they're changing. Because I'm really there for it, so I can see like, wow, this idea just vanished. This emotion just reduced, the sadness became some kind of sweetness, some kind of friendliness. And oh, I saw the fluctuation. So it's it's the specificity still, but suddenly what starts to appear is like, wow, things are in flux. Wow, things are, um, they're basically they're in flux you know but the three characteristics we've been talking about is like wow they can't totally make it because they're changing you know even the taste that i so long for like get me out of here give me a plate something to eat some entertainment you know and i'm like i like, oh it's gone like i cannot find total satisfaction in food or entertainment or pleasure because it vanishes you know this touches me <gasps> this is so touching, this world is escaping all the time, vanishing, you know? Mm. And nothing I can hold on, nothing I can claim to be mine. It's not mine. It's an idea that crosses the mind and it's gone, you know? If I was that idea, where am I that the idea is gone now? It's like, oh, I see how the sense of self just attached itself to the next want. You know, I'm the one who wants this sit to finish. This is who I am. I want this fit. And now I'm the one who wants to get my food. And now I'm the one who want to finish this plate and put it down and go lay down. And now I'm the one... It's like, oh, I keep attaching myself to the next desire, to the next sensation, to the next experience, you know? Like a little bit like uh, a monkey you know, in the jungle, like grabbing the next thing, you know? Suddenly this becomes outstanding. Like, wow i 'm totally this opinion, this is me. this is what I believe, and then whoops, I went from uh, arrogant to a few seconds humbled now i 'm hum- i 'm so humble you <laughs> know, and uh, I took form i I can see how i 've changed form all the time. you know I can do this ah, I can totally do this. this is my thing. I should become a Monastic, too, you know. (laughs) And suddenly I'm reborn as the one who's in the right path. And 20 minutes later, I'm like full of doubt, and I'm the one who doesn't know if that's the right path for me. (laughs) By being attentive, I start to see this, like, wow, it's fluctuating. Like, I like this guy, I really like this guy. This guy's annoying.
1: (laughs) You know, I'm the one who
0: likes this guy. I'm the one who thinks this guy is annoying, you know. Or suddenly I'm the one who forgives him or her, you know. Oh well they don't know, you know. <laughs> and so and then i can feel like how oh, these things change and i keep attaching myself to this you know no no trouble even if it's opposite one minute to the next i don't mind it's me <laughs> <laughs> you know and so with the help of these qualities we make this movement from being stuck in our ideas to meeting the world to revealing how dreamlike ch- changing uh, it is you know i can see for example that uh, my just to name uh, one thing amongst other others is um, i can see uh, that with mind states not only the body do- does feel different you know when i'm angry or calm, that the body feels different, the heartbeat is of a different speed, of a different charge, the, you know, the the contraction is released and now it's an open space in the chest. I can see how the body changes with emotions, but I can also discover that the world, the perceptions are completely changing with mind state. I go in a dining hall with uh, a certain grumpy mind and everything should be different, you know, they shouldn't put the table there, it appears like it's not well made, you know. I go in with gratitude, and it's like, oh, such dedication, you know, like all little plates in order, and it's the same dining room, but it appears differently, you know, the other appears differently depending on my mind state. I appear differently to myself depending on my mind state. And I oh my God, all these illusions, the mirage-like nature of reality is revealed. The changing, fluctuating, conditional nature of reality is revealed. <gasps> I see a wor- the world, I perceive reality, depending on the mind state that is active in the mind. Have you noticed this, or will you?
1: <laughs>
0: it's amazing to see how the magic show is going on, you know. My perception of the future changes depending on my mind state. It's all going to be okay, my love. We're going to make it. It's going to be okay. There's no hope for me.
1: You know, it's not going to work out. It's, it's
0: the past. Even the past, we can make it different depending on the mind state. That's why we want to be attentive so we're not entranced in all these worlds. Because, oh desperate, my love, or discouraged. Of course, discouraged will present you, yourself like this, and others like that, and and the future like this, you know, of course. But I'm not, I'm stable. My mind is curious, engaged, calm. I can be in the middle of discouragement. It's not a problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, discouraged. And I can be in the middle of arrogance, and not fall prey to it, you know. Oh yeah, arrogance. It really appears I'm on top of everybody else you know oh, yeah let me be curious Oh yeah it's lonely at the top <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, I can discover this because my mind is stable you now finish maybe by just saying that this is not going to be done perfectly of course it's going to be much more messy than this <coughs> you know. but still this is what we're working on this is what is being built maybe despite our best efforts this is what is uh, slowly being uh, cultivated here. When these qualities uh, get balanced and uh, operative together, they can make for a very powerful mind. A power a power that is not to harm. It's a power that is to uh, protect oneself and others. So it's a beautiful power. It's a power to be celebrated. So let's sit for just a few moments. probably already doing this, but if you want, very lightly, just check how the mind is balanced or off-balance. There's energy there, some kind of curiosity, engagement with what is happening now. the willingness to be there. And on the other hand, has the level of calm or gatheredness or stability, non-reactivity? One simple way to invite these qualities is to say, what's happening here now? What is being known now, and can that be okay? What is happening here now, and can that be okay right now? want to build a large open space in your heart mind these are your this is your architecture these are your posts your the material you're going to use these qualities they will naturally be born out of a careful attention. May we all be able to make these beautiful qualities our friends, our best friends on the path. May they serve to uh, free our minds and heart, make them spacious and clear in a way that we can contribute to the world we live in. you bow, bring your awareness to this. Use the bowing to cultivate these qualities. Okay. Thank you very much for your, uh, your high-quality attention. Thank you. We'll be back in 20 minutes for the last sit of the evening.